The first Super Bowl was on January 15, 1967, in warm and sunny California at the LA Memorial Coliseum. However, it was later in this year that the NFL first used a four-team playoff format. The Green Bay Packers would rise again to steal the show, just like they did back in that first Super Bowl. This time, the famous game would be a little bit different though, and it all revolved around the temperature. Welcome to the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. Your host is Arnie Chapman. Football is his passion, and he wants you to come along with him to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board his DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time as we step off our DeLorean, the date is December 31st. 1967, and we are at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, for the 1967 NFL Championship game. Now this was better known as the Ice Bowl game, one of the most famous playoff games in NFL history. But we've got to go way back in time, hop back on that DeLorean to go figure out, well, how did the NFL get to one of the most famous NFL playoff games of all time? And to do that, we're heading back to December 17th, 1933, for a game that was played at Wrigley Field, the first official championship game. Well, 1932 was the, you know, the actual game that we talked about last episode, but that was put into the regular standings. So this would be the first ever predetermined official championship game of the NFL. This game, the first official NFL championship game, would be between the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. An estimated 26,000 fans would watch the game. So I'm not sure how the Bears kept getting these home games and that's where it was at. Just remember the first playoff game where there was the Portsmouth Spartans at the Chicago Bears? I mean, that made a whole lot of sense because it was a bigger city. But I mean, New York? I mean, come on, man. New York was a bigger city than Chicago at the time, as it is today. But maybe this had something to do with because football was bigger as far as professional in the Midwest than it was the East. But whatever the reason was, it didn't matter. Because for winning, the Bears players would each earn $210.34, and the Giants players, they would each earn $142.22. I mean, I know that's not a lot of money, but think about it. At the time, during the Depression and all, that was probably awesome for them, because it was an extra game check where they would get to make some money. By comparison, let's go with the 2018 breakdowns so we can figure out all the players that are in the league when they play in the NFL playoffs, how much more money do they make? So this year for the wildcard games, the division winners, each player gets an extra $29,000 and the wildcard teams, each player would get $27,000. In the divisional round games, regardless of standings and everything, each player playing gets a $29,000 check. Then in the conference championship games, each player earns $54,000. Then finally, in the Super Bowl, the winning team makes $118,000 for each player, and each losing team player gets $59,000. So this all adds up. I mean, each player, regardless of the contract that they have, they make the same. Tom Brady, he gets the same bonus as that dude that just barely made the team, you know, as a fringe special teams guy. So it's kind of cool to think that There's a lot of in it for these players that are, you know, not the guys, like I said, Tom Brady and all the other kind of big money quarterbacks and everything like that. It's just 
the guy that just barely made the team. You don't make a league minimum. And this extra money that the players get is paid out from the league for the playoffs. It's not made out, you know, by the, the teams themselves for, you know, more for their contract or anything. But think about it. At the same time, these players are risking long-term contract money by playing in the playoffs. Don't tell me that they don't want to win and they only care about the money. I mean, sure, money is a factor. I mean, that's the reason why they're in the NFL, because they're trying to get paid to play the game. But at the end of the tunnel, they all want to hoist that Lombardi trophy. Sure, some players, you know, they do have some playoff incentives. I mean, Peyton Manning was one of them. He rode out in the sunset like that, you know, cowboy bucking the Bronco and, well, speaking of which, he took the Broncos to that championship. And there were some playoff incentives that were in his contract at the time. But now that we have the amount of money determined for how much players get paid and such for, you know, the different kind of rounds, well, let's jump forward to 1941. Well, backwards, I guess, because we were in 2018, you know, discussing this year's contract playouts. But we have to go to 1941 for the first non-championship playoff game. Now, there was, like I said, back in 1933, they determined that each year, after the successful 1932 season, we're going to have a dedicated game at the end of the season to pit the two winners of each division against each other for the NFL championship game. But then they had a little bit of an issue. 1941 was the first time where they're like, well, again, what are we going to do here? The Western Division had co-champions. The Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers both had a record of 10-1. and So they would have to have a game that was played to determine the actual Western Division champion. The Bears would beat the Packers, then they would go on to beat the Giants 37-9 for the NFL championship. But this isn't something that would only happen one time until they determined a true playoff format. It would happen again in 1943, with the Washington Redskins and the Giants being co-champions of the East. And also in 1947, 50, 52, 57, and 58. But of all those, I think that the 1950 season was probably one of the more uh, unique seasons because it was the only time between 1932 and 1966 where there were, I'm using quotes here, four playoff teams because the American and National Conference leaders both had tied records. Now, it wasn't predetermined at the beginning of the season, so we cannot call this truly our first, you know, four-team playoff format kind of tournament bracket style, but it would put something into the hearts and souls of some of the owners and administrators going, well, that's pretty cool. Things would take a little bit of time to officially get changed, but in that season, Cleveland and New York from the American Conference and Los Angeles and Chicago from the National Conference both tied in their respective conferences. So we would have that four-team playoff atmosphere where it was, when are you go home kind of thing. Then the uh, kind of side note, I just said American Conference and National Conference, which is what we have, you know, we have that today. But I thought that came after the uh, AFL came into existence and then we merged the two together. Well, the Hall of Fame site, mentioned how from 1950 to 1952, for some reason, they called it the American and National Conferences. But then in 1953, the league would go back to having Eastern and Western as the labels. But this time, they would keep the conference title instead of the division title. I have no idea why. But it doesn't really matter because now we're back to the American Football Conference and the National Football Conference. Then something would make a change because in 1960, 
the AFL Rises. Now, this is the same concept, but separate championships. So, you know, they both kind of kept playing along the same type of rules, but they would have their championships over there in the AFL. They'd have their championships over here in the NFL. And after a while, we've talked about this in the mergers episodes, they would have to get together. Because in 1966, when things all came to a head, we had our first Super Bowl year. And this was like a playoff format. But this time with the top two NFL teams fighting for the NFL championship, and then the top two AFL teams fighting for the AFL championship. Then they would play in the Super Bowl to determine the official football world champion. But in 1967, this is when we had our first true tournament bracket style for the NFL playoffs. The league at the time had 16 teams, so it worked out. Four different teams from each division, so it meant four playoff teams would fight for the NFL championship to then go on to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, like I said, this happened back in 1950, but it wasn't planned. But in 1967, we had these four divisions. In the Eastern Conference, we had the Capital and Century Divisions. In the Western Conference, we had the Coastal and the Central Divisions. And the way it worked out was each division winner would play each other in the Conference Championship to determine who would be able to go to try to beat the other conference in the NFL Championship game. Now, mind you, the AFL still had to have the separate kind of AFL championship game. Then at the end, the AFL champion would merge together with the NFL championship to be able to play for that Super Bowl. But back to the NFL championship game. The Green Bay Packers defeated the Dallas Cowboys for the championship game in what was famously known as the Ice Bowl game. But we're going to talk more on that later, but at least you got to know why was it called the Ice Bowl game. Well, let's think about it this way. I mean, that sucker was 13 degrees below freezing that time. I mean, this is, let's just say, a cold day. Even if you are from Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's still frigid, freezing cold, man. That's not to my liking, if you know what I mean. And this is the Dallas Cowboys. That's pretty warm down there at that time of year. They're heading all the way, December 31st, to Green Bay to play negative 13 degrees. Well, this isn't pretty cool for me, but it was still a pretty close game. And 50,000 rabid Packer backers still showed up. And like I said, with this close game, it really came down to that play that we talked about back in Hall of Famer Jerry Kramer's little mini profile, where he hit that key block and he drove Hall of Famer Bart Starr into the end zone to just narrowly have that victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we covered Jerry Kramer's Hall of Fame career in the uh, previous episode, like I said. And I included a link to this episode as well as other good places for continuing your education of the history of the NFL playoffs at the show notes. Which, by the way, you can get to the show notes by your podcast player or head to thefootballhistorydude.com. Also, I ask that you subscribe for free to this show by mashing that little subscribe button on your podcast player of choice. That way you get the freshest, hottest out the press episodes each and every week. But now we're going to jump to 1970. You see, this is when the AFL and NFL officially merged. So we had to have a different kind of playoff format. There would be a determination where they would have a total of eight teams make the playoffs. There were only three divisions in each conference. So they had to have a wild card to kind of balance it out a little bit. The next milestone for the playoffs would then come in 1978. This was the first year that there was a wild card round introduced. There would be two wildcard teams per conference. So then these wildcard teams would face off for the right to play in the divisional round. Kind of like I've seen in baseball and they have, 
you know, the NCAA bracket and stuff to get more teams involved in the playoffs, but not to totally ravish and, you know, change the whole format around. Then we flash forward to 1982 season. This was unique due to there was a 57-day player strike. So the season was cut to nine games. So they didn't really want to have the same kind of playoff format because it just wouldn't really quite make it fair and they didn't get to play all their games against the uh, scheduled opponents and such. So let's do something different. Brilliant idea. They had a 16-team tournament. So more than the half of the teams in the, se- or in the NFL at the time would make the playoffs. They made the dance. But they would go back to the normal you know, playoff format after that season. Then in 1990, they expanded the playoff tournament to have 12 teams. This would include three wild cards and three division winners for each conference. Then in 2002, the Houston Texans joined the NFL, creating a 32-team league, which would be broken into eight divisions of four. So it, it would still have the same six teams from each conference would make the playoffs, but this time it would just shift over to have four division winners with two wildcard teams, which is today's format. I mean, you have, of course, as most of us know, the top two seeds in each conference get the first round bye. So you have the lower two division winners would play against the two wildcards, and then it would go on from there. Another uh, landmark type of modification for the playoff format came in 2010. So for that season, the NFL modified the sudden death system just a little bit. Instead of being, you know, first team gets the ball and whoever scores first, you're the victors. And oftentimes it would be the first team getting the ball would just go down, score, and you kick a field goal and hey, you're the victor, you know, so the coin flip really mattered the most. Uh, They changed it a little bit to the point where each team, as it is now, will get a possession unless the first team scores a touchdown. Then the NFL would incorporate this into the regular season and preseason games and starting in the 2012 seasons. But let's jump to the championships. Again, this used to be the AFL and the NFL would then fight for the Super Bowl. But now we call it the AFC and the NFC, as it has since the merger. The AFC Championship Trophy is called the Lamar Hunt Trophy. Now there is a very significant um, name there because, as we found out in a couple episodes there, Lamar Hunt helped create and form the AFL, which then would merge with the NFL. The NFC Championship Trophy is called the George Hallis Trophy. And throughout many episodes, we've uh, learned how much of an impact George Hallis has had on the entire NFL and throughout his history. The trophies were both first presented in the 1984 season, and then both were redesigned in 2010 season by Tiffany and Company. And just a little bit more of a history of the championship games, the first AFL championship game was in 1960 a meeting between the Houston Oilers and the Los Angeles Chargers, which was nationally televised on ABC. The first NFL championship game that was televised was the Los Angeles Rams defeating the Cleveland Browns back in 1951. Now, this game was carried on the Dumont Network, which is no longer around. So it's not like everything kept going. Certain things around the NFL would come and go, and the NFL would stay strong, baby, just keeping it alive. So throughout the course of the conferences and playoffs, they would change networks that were, you know, the primary ones that were holding it. But then in the 1998 season, AFC games would officially be carried by CBS. Then Fox, they were carrying the NFC games since 1994, and it's been that way ever since. So yeah, this week when you tune in to watch the uh, AFC and NFC championship games, obviously you're going to head over to 
your CBS station, and you're going to head over to the Fox station. But with that being said, the NFL playoffs have transformed throughout the years to create the most exciting playoff season in all of the major professional sports. Baseball, basketball, and even hockey, they all include some sort of series format in each round. This means you can lose a game and still fight another day. The NFL, however, is the ultimate pressure cooker for players, coaches, and fans, though, because they have a system where it is set up where if you win, you move on. But if you lose a game, then you go home. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Football History Dude and were able to gain some knowledge nuggets of the progression of the NFL playoffs. Now next week, we get to take a look at the history of the Pro Bowl. But for now, dudes, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Football History Dude. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and more information on the history of the NFL. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>